0: Yo, this is Rob Harvilla from 60 Songs That Explain the 90s, the world's greatest loopy and perverse and inaccurately named music nostalgia podcast. We're doing 90 songs now because there's too many songs Pearl Jam, Jay Z, Jewel, U2, Cher, Hootie. These are just some of the names people yell at me on the internet because we're back. More great songs, more rad special guests, more loopy perversity. Join us once more on 60 Songs That Explain the 90s every Wednesday
2: I feel like that sound goes for longer. The curtain isn't closed. What'd you say? The curtain's not closed. This is really throwing (laughs) off my game. Um, I feel like that music just goes longer and longer. I'm going to hear what I'm going to do. I'm going to go close these curtains so our sound is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Talk to the people. Yeah, sure. 15 seconds with no word whiskers. Go. I'll be listening.
3: Well, I'm really looking forward to the show today. It's our only episode of the week, sadly. However, it will be a little longer episode. We didn't have one yesterday due to the holidays. And this week, we are going to be
2: 15. gallivanting around no, Gatlinburg. That's 15 seconds. We're good. No whiskers. Thank you. That did so good. We are going to Gatlinburg. Big vacation coming. But Lots that doesn't mean we're going to short
3: you people. Well, You're
2: mm-hmm. going to get your full two
3: hours today. Eddie, you don't know this, this is a two-hour episode.
2: I'm going to say it's going to be 87 minutes. That's my target time. 87? Okay. Well, we're at one minute and five seconds so far, so Uh, one down. (laughs) Feels like it's been a lot longer. Uh, Our boy Aram is joining us after for Talk Baseball. I actually do want to do some bigger review on that. Yeah, he's a baseball guy. I also have some harsh criticism. Oh, God not for him but I'm curious to get his take on it. Yeah? Where do you want to start? Cuz there's a bunch of stuff. This is a what you would call oh, what's we, a, what's just the word you call these episodes that I hate? Goulash. But there I don't you go. know.
3: I don't feel like this is a goulash. We actually a have talk a set. About. Yeah, we just have a okay. lot of things to talk about. So, uh, I think what we are going to do is we're going to talk with a little about a little sports etiquette for our rundown, just open with that. We will get into ARM um, very shortly afterward and I am going to go ahead and admit we may have to just come back and delete every time I've said his name because I may be pronouncing it wrong, and I hate that I'm doing that. Uh, we're going to have— I don't mind. I know you don't. Yeah. Also, a little update on the celeb market uh, for all you non-sport card collectors. We will have a straight facts, homie, very brief segment just to update you guys on a few business-type things going on in the business. and uh, <laughs> uh, Business-type business things business? happening in the business. The business of the business of course. That cards. was my first whisker. It's not um, a word. shut up. Okay. Um, new releases, mailbag. And then, oh, you know, that's where your little goulash bits and be- might, pieces will be in.
2: I might be buying some cases live. So I'm watching, I, I know we weren't going to talk, talk about this, but this is happening live. So they do the Dutch auction. I think that's what this is called. The panini Dutch auction where the, they have a starting price Yeah. and you just continue. So first off the line, national treasures, baseball, 2022, pull up 2021 more opening with this, if that's okay with you. Okay, sure. Um, so they run it Dutch auction style. Hobby doesn't come out till the 11th, which is next Wednesday. So this gives you an eight day jump on that. There are also some first off the line exclusives in this. It started at 800 bucks. It is now 651 and four cents. The next price drop comes in three minutes and six seconds. 2021 National Treasures first off the line. Can you find a price for that? It'll right say F O L T. Uh, F O T L. Excuse me. Yep. First off the line. Uh, I did. Oh, it has a. Yeah, Hang on.
3: It's sold out. Let me check another site. Here's my
2: point. While you're looking for that, I have a feeling this stuff is going to be way, way cheaper than last year, unless I'm just totally off. And here's the other thing I would say. Panini has been very consistent over the past few years with like immaculate optic national Treasures going to be this way. Even Panini three and two baseball, like they are all going to have, and I'm, I am almost guaranteeing national treasures as well. And I've seen some of the photos I mean, the rookies in this class are going to be Wander, Julio, Torkelson, Witt, Jeremy Pena, Spencer Strider, Michael Harris will have a few things, uh, O'Neal Cruz. It's going to be an unbelievable rookie class. I know the market is in a different spot than last year, but I'm going to guess last year's boxes are like a thousand bucks.
3: I will tell you at this point, I'm still looking for it. You are just blanking. I'm not blanking. It's you threw me a curve right at the beginning. Oh, I did find one. Fifteen hundred dollars.
2: That's insane. These are 651 right now.
3: What, what do, what are you saying? Why is there such a large difference? Just, I,
2: I don't know. I, I like, this is a much better product than last year. The checklist I mean- is is going to be a thousand times better. Hobby cases last year are 26, 2700 on Dave and Adams. I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious to see how, how much more this stuff drops. Cause if it keeps going, I'm going to buy some of it. I mean, they have a floor price set at 525, which would be stupid. Did you say you did check the checklist for the product just to I make sure? I checked it, but they're in every, like, again, Panini is very consistent with that throughout the year. Okay. I am almost positive. That's going to be the case with this stuff.
3: Yes, StockX has a box on there for 1300 So after the fees and everything, you'd probably be, be 9, close 000. to- $9,000. <laughs> yeah.
2: Good. Um, hey, I just s- think it's something to keep an eye on. I guess that is my point. First off the line is today, okay. National Treasures is just, just normal. And again, the, the timing is way off. Everything's been yeah. pushed this year. Speaking of push, Flawless is now pushed to the 18th. So National Treasures next Wednesday, Hobby. Okay. Flawless the week after. I think National Treasures are going to be stupid loaded too because I think they're going to have the exact same checklist. And there's a Ruth cut, like there's Ruth Game Use Mantle stuff in here too. I don't are they know. showing what
3: price is that, Are they doing the same Dutch auction type of thing for that?
2: They will for first off the line yeah. as well. And probably uh, probably next week then. Okay. Next price drop um, in 34 seconds.
3: All right. So okay, while, while we recognize that we've got a large show and we're going to have a nice time, we do want to just go ahead and say we realize we're also in the sports world and there's a lot of people talking about what happened last night in the bills bengals game with Damar Hamlin. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and uh, just say the sensitive part of Jesse Sportsboy is going to just say to everyone listening, it is a tragedy. We're hoping and, and keeping in our thoughts everything going on with him and his family. Uh, and to that point, sports card etiquette People says. People scum, to that point. There's a lot of people taking advantage Trash of this situation, bags, man. It is kind Ugh. of deplorable. If you're
2: one of those people, not a lot to say. Okay. I have been consistent on my take cause I get heat for this in the past. When Bill Russell died, when, you know, when another, when, when somebody at the end of their, I mean, 80, 90 years old dies a lifelong, you know, long, dies of old age. Sure. I have zero issue with people cashing in. Then when there's the death yeah, yeah. bump from a guy like that, yeah. However, like with Kobe, I felt different. I was like, this guy, a you know, young dude died in the prime of his life. I felt bad. So I was like, I'm not going to sell this sure. stuff. And granted, the prices stayed strong anyway, so it didn't matter. But I do think there's two different things. When there's like a tragedy. People started listening to stuff on, on eBay and for outrageous pricing. Yep. It was one of the few times you will see the hobby just shut their mouth and actually work together at something. It was great
3: to see. Everybody
2: it. under the sun bid these cards up to like $30,000, dollars $50,000 None of these will get paid for, no, which I'm so happy no. to see. And then everybody report, I mean, hundreds of people on our page were literally posting pictures, reporting like the cards, Yeah, which I think is great. Again, th- this is a tragedy. I... I that is totally different to me than, than Hank Aaron dying at the age of whatever, 98 or yeah. whatever, 78,
3: whatever he was. And the fact that it happened on field live. Yeah, yeah I no,
2: I, So, yeah, I think that's a scum move. Um, but I was kind of glad to see the Hobby like get together and just go nuts and, and do that. So. All right. So um, there you go. That's it. I have nothing else to say about it, by the way. No, no, no. I don't, I think, you know. I think we've- it's, it's, yeah, it's horrible, obviously. But obviously. Yeah. All right. So I actually feel very vindicated now. You I knew good, all bud. along. I was getting the name right. Arm Layton is back with us. Just baseball. League.
3: I don't think he knew for sure, but his fun.
2: mom will not be joining. We just had this. We just had this out <laughs> off air. She's not coming on. Is that safe to say, Arm?
0: Yeah, um, I, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave my poor mom off this one. Uh, she, she deals with enough BS from me. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna rope her into this. She sounds like a sweet lady.
3: I don't want
2: to compare. I'm just gonna say right now. If I called my mom right now, she'd come on the podcast. So.
3: Oh well. She, what wouldn't your mother do for you? You're
2: the baby. I've been eating lasagna all week. I'll tell you that right now. Anyways, um, that's enough. People are probably very excited. My mother just moved to Tennessee. I'm pumped about it. Aram, we want to talk baseball. Let's do it. I have a segment. I, 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 I need a little latitude from you. It's like three minutes.
3: When do you not get whatever you want? I think you'll, you'll be just fine. Say am
2: saying life in general. Right. Oh, my God. Aram, you've seen the movie Moneyball, correct? Oh, dear. Uh, A
0: few times.
2: Okay. Your thoughts. Okay. Let me just ask this. Your thoughts on that as a movie one through 10, 10 is the greatest movie ever made. Just your thoughts as a movie go or take out your just, just baseball side.
0: You know, I I think it's a great movie. Um, I think what we've turned it into, uh, it kind of takes away from the fact that it's a movie. Uh, But I'd say on the movie spectrum, it's, it's a good seven, five. I really enjoyed it. I think Brad Pitt killed it. I thought it was, that was a really good movie overall. It's you show it to people who don't like baseball. They enjoy it. You show it to people that like baseball. They enjoy it. If you get lost in the details and the fact that they don't want to mention, you know, some of the really good players on that team that, you know, helped lead that team to where they were like, sure, of course it can be the baseball hardo that gets caught up in that, but it's hard to get sports movies. Right. And I thought they did a pretty good job
2: relatively speaking. Okay. Seven, five, Jesse, your number, please. One through 10, uh, seven, Really, I was actually an eight five. I think really? I love the movie. I think I, I would I really enjoy the an movie. Five, I would. Man, this kid's gullible. I tell you, he jumped right on the train. Not, I like, we I, actually think it's a six I arm. I love the movie. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the movie. I generally it's great. can I, you tell us why this is a topic yep, though? I'm going to tell you right now. Quit okay. Yapping. I'm just yeah. Okay. I generally don't get caught up in the Hardo stance of like, yeah, but the real thing behind it was this. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. However. Twice this week, people in my personal life have brought up Moneyball, totally separate, as a way to validate an argument. So I was like, you know what? Just to prove how stupid that is, let's go through a couple of details based on the 2002 Oakland Athletics team. Arm, you've seen the movie. Oh my already god! Already established that. Do you, do you happen to know who won the AL MVP that year, Arm? You had to take a wild, just unrelated guess here. 2002.
0: It was it uh, wasn't Giambi that
2: year? It would be Miguel Tejada, who was on the team. Oh, Tejada
0: that year. Yeah, the, the guy they don't mention once,
2: right? Yeah, not mentioned 34 home runs, 131 RBIs, bats 308, mm-hmm. starting shortstop in the All Star game, and an MVP. That's not a bad season. Don't mention him in the movie. That's fine. Maybe it was like an NIL thing. No problem. Like I'm going to I'm they a, couldn't. I'm gonna move on to my next point. Okay. I see Chris Pratt playing Scott Hatterberg, but that's fine. Chris Pratt, um, angel. Let me just throw another couple of numbers ARM. Decent year 34 home runs, 109 RBI, top 10 in MVP voting, silver slugger, and a golden glove. The third baseman, third be baseman Chavez, Eric, Eric Chavez. Chavez. I was gonna say Eric phenomenal, perennial. I mean, unbelievable Great talent. Great player. You know, another thing we didn't hear. I got to see Holy Chad. This is the last point. That would we'll be done. Chad Bradford. I haven't heard a first point. <laughs> Chad Bradford, because he throws underarm and got paid twelve dollars and got paid in hugs from Brad Pitt, is the star of the movie on the pitching staff. Uh huh. Again, just for a little bonus round. Any any guess as to who won the the Cy Young that year? If you had to take a stab at it, Aram.
0: I, I know they had Barry a young Barry Zito. A young um, Barry Zito. That's
3: what I was going to
0: say.
2: What do you win? Like twenty something games that year. Twenty three and five, 275 <laughs> ERA, and a Cy Young. You know what though? The number one and three starters weren't terrible. Tim Hudson, fifteen and nine, sub three <laughs> ERA, and one Marcus Edward Mulder not from the X-Files, 19 and seven, 3.4 ERA. And we're talking about Scott Haddeberg and Jeremy Giambi. That's it. That's the only reason I brought you on the show. All I right. didn't want to give that rant to Jesse.
3: Aram, it is your responsibility to make the connection from that
2: to 2022 Bowman-Crowman draft. <laughs> Can you do it? Oh, thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening, by the way. I had to get this off my chest. I'm back. OK, <laughs>
3: Dude, I feel good. Oh, I should have just. All right. That's OK. In post, we'll we'll edit all of that out. Um, Aram, thank you for joining us. <laughs> um, this is the first time we're talking to you. Hey, can you tell us about what guys have already fallen off from Bowman draft that are
0: like not a chase anymore? Well, so can you can you explain that to me? Because what I don't understand is no one's playing right now. So I
3: had the same question, but I know that that's already a question that's being asked, but I I don't know why it's being asked.
2: Yeah. So the market gets wild with Bowman, right? So Bowman Chrome comes out two months ago, two and a half months ago now. Bowman Draft obviously a couple weeks ago, and despite the fact that nothing is happening on the field, pricing gets gets weird with some of these guys. Mm -hmm. I am just curious in terms of like. Because I'm always wondering, what is the basis for that? Because there's not even any winter ball right now, right?
0: No, there's nothing going on. And it's funny because, you know, last time I was on, uh, I I had a really fun time with you guys just kind of rattling prices at me with certain players. And I can tell you just based on what I know from them as a prospect, you know, where where they should maybe stack up there and and what kind of is a surprise to me. Um, that's where I always have fun with our cards guys. It just baseball, um, the wild cards breaks. It's going to be just break soon, but I always reach out to them. And I'm like, well, you know, what's going on? Or, or they'll reach out to me and say like, okay, these are some crazy price trends. What do you think? And a lot of the time it doesn't make much sense. Um, a lot of the time we talked about it last time though, where it's, it's a lot of, you know, there's more focus on what you can dream on versus what you presently have. Sure. Uh, when it comes to, to these players now in Bowman draft, I I really struggle to figure out why the prices fluctuate other than the fact that people get way too excited. Um, everybody tries to pile on and then you take a, deep breath and realize like Elijah green, great, great prospect, uh, really, really talented. It could be very special. But when you look at the prices of some of the other top prospects in baseball, if it's not stacking up there, it's pretty hard to justify that purchase. Uh, and, and it seems like everything just seems to come back down to earth a little bit. That's why if I ever pull a, a card that I'm of a player that I'm not super high on uh, in Bowman draft or Chrome or whatever it is, and it's recently released product, I'll probably sell it pretty quickly. And I'm not a big, like, you know, rip and, and sell immediately. But if the prices are that inflated, you, you got to do it.
2: Yeah. Like Elijah green right now for raw base autos, he's still rolling. He actually has stayed fairly consistent. I mean, the first few got crazy two fifty to 300 or very early on. Cause guys were excited to be the first one to sell it. But since then he's kind of hovered and stayed in the 200 range, which I think is more just a, a product of it's not the first one to market now. So here's his settling point, 10, 20% below the norm, but he's still like holding strong, two hundred bucks to two twenty five for a base auto. So, like a guy like that, he's obviously a top five name. Like, what is your stance on someone like him now that we're a couple weeks removed and we've seen the like kind of the price settle?
0: Yeah, you know, I think at that amount of money, it's still pretty crazy because someone like Elijah Green, like, sure, you can hit big. He could be a superstar. I mean, his dad was an NFL tight end. He is maybe one of the most physically imposing when you combine athleticism and strength you know, high school draft prospects we've seen in, in years, maybe aside from James Wood, who is is one of the other big chases in the hobby right now. Uh, but at the same time, like the, the object of the game is to hit and we don't know how much he can hit yet. It's, we haven't really seen much. And there are some with concerns. I, you know, I, I, I really like him. He's, he's definitely a consensus, you know, top 50, 60 prospect right now. But when I'm, if I'm buying a player like that, I'm pretty much prepared to, to, to lose, you know, like you got it. It's almost like going to the casino, right? When I go with with a few hundred bucks, I'm I'm expecting to lose that money. Whereas there's some other investments, like even a Jordan Walker at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm not banking on absolutely tripling my money but I would be surprised to lose on a Jordan Walker. It can happen, anything can happen. I would never advise people to expect to hit big on every single card investment or, or purchase, but you know with Elijah Green the the range of outcomes are so wide and we've seen so little that you know I I'd be prepared to lose and I just think at $200 there's a lot of other names I'd probably rather get in on, but relatively speaking, I, you know, I think it's starting to, to normalize a little bit, and it's, it's a more reasonable entry point, I think.
2: So just to put that in perspective, Jackson Holiday still in the 350 to 375 range, but it looks like that kid might have legit power. So even though he's more expensive, yeah. you kind of like that play. And not to mention that Orioles team. Like, the Orioles pump out prospects and rookies these days. It's pretty wild
0: they know what they're doing, man. At least on the hitter side, I can really speak to that. I mean, you you look at their system top to bottom. It's crazy. Jackson holiday is not even their top prospect and he was the number one overall pick in the draft. I mean, that speaks to what they've got there and he's not even their top three or he is their third prospect. Cause I've got ahead of them or ahead of him, excuse me, Gunnar Henderson. And of course, Grayson Rodriguez. And you know, that's another one where it's like Gunnar Henderson. I don't know what his exact price is right now, but if it's hovering around the same range as an Elijah green, what, what are we doing here? In what world is, is Elijah Green going to, you know, leapfrog Gunnar Henderson? And maybe it's possible. Odds are stacked against him. Gunnar Henderson higher. looks Just like a potential be clear.
2: superstar. Buck 50 to a buck. I'll tell you the issue there. Gunnar Henderson came out with Adley. Like we have, we have seen since the Acuna Albies days, you can only have the one absolute top end guy in a product And like per year. It's Adley. I think that's why Gunnar's like 150 bucks. Yeah, Elijah's, wild Elijah's 50% more than that. That's
3: wild to me. Same story with Corbin Carroll. I have a question for both of you guys. So if I, as someone who's not a draft guy, who doesn't know much about baseball, in the situation where you are getting into a break and you get a number of guys that maybe aren't on anybody's radar as far as being a top talent, Mm -hmm. is there a problem with the idea of just holding those cards, not immediately trying to sell them or get rid of them, but holding them since they are, you know, it's a draft product. They're brand new. They could actually do something. My thinking is just like, why would you get rid of anything unless you just needed the money?
2: Unless he's saying, oh, if it's high, sell it high. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But in in general, like, is there a price point where high becomes high? Like, what is that number? Is it, I can get a hundred bucks for this guy, go ahead and sell him now. I can get 50, I can get 20 bucks. Like, my thinking is like, what if this is the next, you know, Trout or Otani or whatever the case may be. Uh, so I was just curious. What are your thoughts
0: on that? Is there a price point that you would say go ahead and sell? I think that's a great question, and I, and I think you know it's it's relative. And this is just my philosophy on it because you know I, again I, you know, anybody can do whatever they want, and I think that's the beauty in the hobby. But personally, you know, for if it's a twenty thirty dollar card, fifty dollar card. And and this is a guy that has legitimate upside, which is just about any guy that's going to be in, in Bowman draft. Right. Especially with you know, how deep the town is nowadays and, you know, how many third, fourth rounders we're seeing emerge. Absolutely. Hold on to it. Well, where I reference more of that, you know, take take your money and go is is when you have an Elijah Green priced as the same or more as a Gunnar Henderson. And I can go get a guy that for us at just baseball is the number two prospect in baseball. Corbin Carroll is number one for us. If I can go use that money and go buy one of those guys, buy one of their cards, I'm going to do that. Um, sure. Elijah green in 10 years could end up being better than them. I'll play the percentages and get the prospects that have proven it through the upper levels are still young. And I are two of my, you know, rookie of the year favorites going into this year. So that's really the perspective I'm, I'm leaning into, uh, in, in regards to selling quickly. But when it, when it comes to maybe a 30, $40 guy, absolutely. Absolutely. Hold on to it. I mean, a 2020 draft was one that I ripped maybe as much as ever. Uh, I still have a box coming in the mail. I'm, I'm still addicted to 2020 draft. And there's a lot of guys that I wasn't as high on that. I was, you know, maybe overlooking a little bit that you look back now, like an Evan Carter, for example, the Texas Rangers, uh, his price still is a little bit low, but it's going up. And that's a center fielder that has, you know, five tool potential lit through high a and double a pitching as a teenager he's just 20 years old. And now is a consensus top 50 prospect, and that's a guy I was like almost setting aside after the draft. So, you know, you never know. And I think it's a great point that you make there, man.
2: Okay. I have a question too. another guy that just kind of popped in. I was actually reading some of your stuff too, um, on prospects you're high on again, for whatever reason, just kind of came out cheap. It seems like, I think it's cause it's the plague of the catcher. Like the catchers have become the, the offensive pitchers, basically. Like guys just hate yeah. on them for whatever reason. Adley, I think it's going to change. I hope so. I mean, like Adley's, Adley is obviously the exception with his pricing, but Kevin Parada, again, I'm a very, I'm a novice when it comes to the actual stats, but, but I see this kid. It seems like he has at least power potential. His base autos are selling for 75 bucks. Yeah. So you're talking half of Gunnar Henderson and a third of Elijah Green. This kid looks like he has, but if he has potential, we know home runs are the hit home runs. You're a quarterback all of a sudden. Like that's the pricing. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on a guy like that? Because the Mets are cheap in draft compared to a lot of the big teams. Still.
0: Yeah, you know what's funny? I'm I'm really glad you brought him up because. There's, there's something unique about the, the catcher. I I think the the catching position is a place to find some really cheap, really talented players. And um, Parada might not even stick a catcher. He's got some defensive questions. He was drafted because you can't let a bat like that slip outside of the top 15 picks. He's too good. If you look at his college stats, they're comical and Georgia tech has been a pipeline for, for college uh, catchers through the years. They've turned out some really, really good players at that position. So, you know, when I look at that, I'm like, you're, you're betting on the bat. The Mets bet on the bat. Why shouldn't I bet on the bat? Right. It's the same thing in that perspective. And uh, I don't even know if he's going to stick behind the dish. He's going to just hit home runs and climb that way. And I think that's, that's why he's a great purchase. Dalton Varsho is a perfect example of that. We have a a, a partnership with eBay. And so we do a, a video on our TikTok each week of me, just giving out a card that I think is undervalued uh, based on eBay pricing. And I'll never forget a year ago. I gave out Dalton Varshow because I'm like, this guy's a great defender and center. And, you know, I think he can end up playing more outfield and I got ripped because everyone's like, no one buys catchers. No one wants catchers. Horrible, horrible advice. He just got traded to the blue Jays. And I'm not saying this to toot my own horn. It could have easily went the other way, but why not? His cards were $30 or $20. Sure. You're getting a guy that could potentially play elite center field, hit 27 home runs last year. He just got traded to the blue Jays to guess what? Play outfield. Um, so, you know, when guys are good hitters, I would overlook the catching situation Uh, when a good deal of his value comes from his defensive prowess as a catcher. That's where I'd tread more lightly.
2: All right. I have two more names I want to throw at you just real quick. Jace Jung is kind of another guy who I look at again. I don't know a ton about him on the field aside from the stats. I see his auto even cheaper than what we were just talking even cheaper than Parada. He's like in the $60 range for base autos out of this year's draft. He looks like a guy who has at least some big league power potential like, what are your thoughts on him?
0: Um, it's funny because I think the Tigers organization is is scaring people away a little bit, okay. but this is this is a new regime, right? Scott Harris has taken over, and I and I'm really excited about what they're building there. But you look previously last year, right? Dorkelson takes a step back. Riley Green takes a step back. Even Dylan Dingor takes a step back uh, pretty much top to bottom. Even at the big league level, Javi Baez, miserable. Uh, just about every single Akil Badu, miserable, just about every single one of their best young players, prospect or big leaguer took a step back last season, except for Kerry Carpenter who emerged out of nowhere. So I think there was this, this kind of shadow over the tiger's org, but they have really overhauled their entire development system. They've overhauled their front office. And, and I, I really think that this is going to be a different organization moving forward. That said, I think Jace Young's a, is a heck of a hitter, man. That's he's a guy that hits the ball hard. Uh, his brother is, is one really talented hitter as well. Josh Young is really good. Um, and, and I, I think he's going to hit man. I really do. What stinks is that stadium is literally the polo grounds. Um, and so it, it does sap the power a little bit and he does have some good juice, but I, for that price, this guy, this guy could easily climb through the minors really quick with how advanced he is of a hitter.
2: All right, Jesse, you do um,
3: yours. All right. Aram, so I got a question for you when it comes to a, a, a baseball draft class, obviously age can range, right? So, what is, is there a, a point where you're the value, even if a player is you know showing really well, if they're too old, does that affect it? And subsequent opposite, if they're young, do they get like a little more, I guess, props or more value for that? Because I was looking. There is a 17 year old Walter Ford who was in this draft class who apparently
2: there's a 17 year old named Walter.
3: <laughs> I didn't I didn't name him. But it did make me think. Like a lot of times, the younger they are, they sometimes have a little more value, or maybe a little more hype behind them because they've got more time to play uh, at a peak performance level.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good question. I would take it case by case. You know, I. It's one of those things that I think is a good tiebreaker, right? If I if I'm on the fence about a guy and 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 I either want to talk myself in or out, it's you can look at the age and say he's got more time. Um, and I think with with the age, when you're picking up a card of a player, it, what comes with that is is more patience, right? And if he's younger, you, you got to be ready to be more patient because teams are going to be less aggressive with them. Uh, you look at like a Zach Neto though know, in this recent draft, right? A little bit older technically speaking, uh, but. Is someone that they started in Double A, so you know it's almost leads to this more aggressive approach, and he put up really good numbers. I believe off the top of my head, I think it was over an 800 OPS, might have been 839 OPS in double a, uh, which is, which is ridiculous to just go straight from the draft to that. And you know, so if, if it's an older guy, but you know, he's able to handle an aggressive assignment and he's super advanced, you almost have to look at it. Like, would you rather have an 18 year old who's going to spend a year in rookie ball and then another year in low a, and then before you know it, he's 21 or 22 going to double a uh, or a guy that's 21, 22 and just starts in double a. So it's gotta be case by case for me, but it's definitely, it always helps when they're younger and for teams, that's something they're always going to look at too. I'm investing in Walter Ford.
2: I'll tell you right now, you know, the first time this ever happened and, and the hobby that I know of, Kevin Maytan came out in 2017, Bowman, along with a guy named Ronald Acuna. Heard Ra- of him. Ronnie was a <laughs> sideshow to Kevin because Kevin was 17, allegedly, and yeah, could play. Like yeah. And guys were super pumped. He ended up doing nothing. At what do you mean 18. Allegedly. I don't think there was a clear birth certificate. Like I think oh. there was questions about his age, 17 and legally drinking. So, <laughs> okay. um, but that was, that was actually a good question. It was the same thing with him. All right. Let me switch up gears In arm um, 2022 was like an unbelievable uh, switching from the prospect to the rookies. Now, you know, we had, by the end of the year, we were talking about national treasures, not a licensed product, but uh, I think it's going to be phenomenal. You know, the 2022 class consisted of Wander, Julio Torkelson, Witt, Spencer Strider, um, O'Neal Cruz, Jeremy Pena coming on crazy. I am curious the 2023 class now coming off such an unbelievable year. I mean, I think Adley leads the way. And then Michael Harris is the only other name I can think of because he had almost nothing this year. Is there anybody else? Well, first, actually, what do you think about Harris? Cause I thought he was unbelievable and just gets totally forgotten.
0: I think Harris is special, extremely special. It's funny. We just did a, uh, on my prospect podcast, the call up, we did a 2019, uh, MLB draft, like redraft where, you know, we, we basically redrafted all the way through. And, and, you know, Michael Harris went number two, you know, it was, it was Adley. Then it was, was Michael Harris. And, um, and the, I was the second pick. I stood by that one because, you know, this guy, if you look at the numbers, they're not that far off from, from Julio Rodriguez. And I know Harris was hitting towards the bottom of the order and had a little bit less responsibility, but when your numbers are offensively on par with Julio Rodriguez, you're doing yeah. something right. Right. Right, and we talk about the defense that this guy ha- is is capable of out there. Even if he flounders, he's gonna he's gonna get all of the opportunities in the world. a la Cody Bellinger, who's still got to pay 18 million dollars to play center field because of how good he is out there. And I don't see the bad ever, you know, tapering off that bad. But he hits the ball really hard. I don't think people realize that he gets a little bit of flack for hitting it on the ground so much. Not worried about that. He jumped straight from Double A and lit the world on fire. Uh, that's extremely rare. And he's got the. Uh, Moxie, kind of just to to be able to be that marketable star. Money Mike is the nickname. Like he's just got all of all of it going for him. He's one of my favorite young players in the game, and he's also younger, I believe, by a few months than J. Rod. So kind of puts things in perspective there. But you mentioned somebody like a Jeremy Pena, older, right? But that was a guy that you know I I fell in love with during the thirty games in AAA two years ago before he went down with a wrist injury, and after Correa left, that was that was my big my big purchase. I was pushing everybody I could to try to buy those Jeremy Pena cards. And he exceeded my expectations to the biggest, like as much as possible, but he hits the ball hard. He's a great defender. He's going to be a good player, but the way he's priced now is is pretty nuts after winning world series MVP. I would say for this rookie class, I think it's going to be pretty close too. like, I I don't know if anything's going to quite match that, but when you have Corbin Carroll, who is one of the best athletes. I think you're going to see in the game right now. He runs like the wind, he hits the ball hard. He plays great center field. He's a smart player. I already talked about Gunnar Henderson, uh, somebody like Gabriel Moreno, who people don't like catchers, but this guy's just going to mash. And then a really underrated rookie that I think has some, some rookie of the year potential is an Ezekiel Tovar. And he plays shortstop For the Rockies. Yeah, yeah. He is one of the best defensive shortstops I've seen, but also he can really hit. He's he's Everything I've heard from his teammates is, is how advanced he is in terms of his his approach to the game. His numbers were fantastic. He's going to put up great offensive numbers in Colorado with the altitude and the space that he has in the outfield out there. And they're going to give him plenty of time to figure it out with how good he is defensively. Uh, he's one of my favorite breakout guys for next year.
2: I'm actually happy to hear this because, again, like we saw it with football this year, the 2021 class was the year of the quarterback. It was unbelievable for the hobby. 2022. Now, granted, Brock Purdy's helped turn that around, but there was okay. such a letdown. It was like well,
0: man, what a ridiculous sentence that is. Brock Purdy helped turn that around. You know, Bob like if you, if you said if you said you were going to say that a year ago, people would have been like, "What are you talking about?"
2: I thought he was a greeter at Walmart a year ago. I didn't even know what he was doing. <laughs> but I'm I'm happy to hear that the the follow up to this like un, unbelievable rookie class. Because again, to a Shouldn't novice like me, it. yeah, because I was thinking like I, I think Harris and Adley. Could be enough to carry it because I think they'll have the rookie logo in just about everything. Yeah. But I, I'm actually glad to hear that. So
0: don't sleep on uh, Tristan Casas either. You know, in, in oh, Boston, my, oh, the, yeah, right.
2: Chubby C, of course. Oh, yeah, he's good. Hey, Aaron. I'm done. I'm done with Red Sox prospects. <sighs> I got burned on Dahlbeck. Even Marcelo Mayer, although I think is really good, is just like priced yeah. himself out for me. So maybe Tristan is the guy. I wouldn't hate I, that. I,
0: I think Tristan can transcend whatever whatever trend uh, you, you're afraid of. There, he's he's really? special
2: okay hey arm a
3: uh, couple questions from the mailbag you have a couple more minutes for us absolutely let's do it okay cool uh so first question came from cut for dead time <laughs> michael c and frone all right first question is from michael i had, I was like i had it and then i got lost in the words Eddie, do not cut
2: that dead time Yes, yeah, cut that dead time you can't just be coming back laughing <laughs>
3: All right. Anyways, you can leave it. No, um this, The question is, with several of the top chases, um, Tamar, Lee, Cross, Young, Romero, et cetera, in Bowman draft being redemptions, are there any uh, you're more bullish on and willing to wait for the redemption to be fulfilled versus those names that are hot and better to sell the redemption now rather than waiting for it to be fulfilled? Ooh,
0: so who were the redemptions again?
3: Uh, the ones he name, names off are Termar, Lee, Cross, Young, Romero, and he said, et cetera. So any others you might be able to think of?
0: I think Lee is is the one worth waiting for, um, for sure. Uh, I, I, off the top of my head, I'm not sure what other redemptions there, there are out there. Right now, I got to rip more of the product. Uh, but I think Lee is somebody that, By the time you get the card, he could be in the big leagues, depending on how long they take. But uh, that, that's one that I really, really like, you know, Tamar that's, that's a guy that I think is priced extremely, extremely high. Obviously he's, he's been a popular name. He was a one, one candidate. Um, I, I, I think it's going to take a lot for his price to to go up by the time you get that redemption, because he might put up a seven eighty OPS next season, which is more than fine for a high school guy coming out of, you know, coming out of the draft. And then people are just going to lose excitement, which is just how it works when we pit these guys against themselves a little bit. So uh, I would say Lee's the, the the best to wait for in terms of the redemption. And then uh, some of those other guys, I, I don't know if I'd have that kind of patience, especially as they're, you know, maybe not as their price is going down and there's nothing I can do about it. I turned into Jared Kelnick uh, rookie redemption tops Chrome uh, a year and a half ago and was just. Desperately waiting for it to come in as he's hitting 120 and I'll never do that again <laughs> with a guy I don't feel really good about.
2: He's going to be an all star <laughs> by the time you get that card, though.
0: Yeah, See?
3: There oh, you am, go. sure. Uh, one other question for you. Miles Lane wanted to know uh Aram, where are the autos for mikey romero in draft i have seen hardly any redemptions and the only uh and the only one in product autos are the class of 2022 interesting an
2: insert i mean he's on he does have some stuff on oh you said mike romero right yeah yeah mikey romero i mean he has some on here redemptions maybe he's an sp he could be a bit of it i mean his redemption sold on the second yesterday for two hundred dollars as a redemption. Wow! Base a blue refractor out of one fifty sold for four hundred bucks. Oh wow! But there are not a ton. Yeah, his orange sold for fifteen hundred. Hmm. Maybe he's a short print. Okay. Which is interesting because I like
0: him, and that's one that is. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I know our, our guys that have been breaking have not pulled any much Romero at all, so maybe he is. I, I'm not. I'm not sure on the. There's not much clarity on that, but. He's a good prospect, and and if he's a limited print, there, I, that's a guy that's definitely worth uh, holding on to.
2: Here's the only problem: SP autos and Bowman always kick in the face. Prime example: uh, Joe Adell was oh. a crazy money oh, yeah. guy. Christian Robinson, another okay. SP. The SPs are always terrible. They always they are always great players who yeah. who have terrible things happen to them
3: uh, for whatever what, reason. What would you? Is there what's the biggest card that has been pulled from drafts so far? Would you say?
2: I mean, something Jackson holiday, his stuff is insane. So whatever the lowest color is of his huge money. I was just curious if there's been any big news out.
3: I haven't seen anything really large I from seen draft. Any of the big supers yet. Yeah. I'd say that. So, okay, there you go. Well, cool arm. Thank you, man. Really appreciate it as usual.
2: Yeah. Thanks for the time, buddy. Hey, anytime.
0: Always happy to talk about it. And, uh, would, would love to come back and talk some, uh, prices next time. If you guys ever want to start, start just grilling and throwing numbers at me that's one of my favorite things to do because it's always fascinating seeing how the market um kind of differs from the regular prospect world only I like if that. you bring your mom Yeah, spe- <laughs>
2: okay that's enough <laughs> especially oh it's enough that's the Jesse, first joke the i made limits you. buddy they are lines oh my saying, God. Line. you know actually we should do this as we get a little bit closer to bowman release because that'll be out in a couple months so oh absolutely yeah, yeah we can for sure that'd do be cool that. sounds great you know where to find me thanks guys Awesome. Aram Layton just collects... Just Baseball. Just collects baseball cards. (laughs) The name of his podcast, Just Baseball. See? Nailed it.
3: That's what you were saying. I see. That's my fault. That's correct. That's my fault. All right. All right, Aram. Thanks, man. Take care.
1: This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you... to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer.
0: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. sometimes.
2: Got the name oh, right. And he jumped. i tell you what. Oh, I is, love that. That is, I knew he won Jesse over with that. When you're <laughs> done talking, get out of the room. And he leaves right away. Perfect. No, no, we don't have, we, we talk just like we so would had, have. Had some developing things happen. First off the line sold out. The lowest I saw it was 625. I don't know if it got any lower than that. Did you get any? No, but oh. I, just, I just secured four cases of hobby for next week at two grand a piece. I'm pretty happy about that, actually. Okay. I think it's a good price. I good think. price. <laughs> I think people uh, are going to be happy I, for I you. think it's going to have a loaded product. So uh, the only, I mean, the craziest story of the, of the night last night obviously it was overshadowed because of the Bills injury. But uh, what's the kids? Oh, Spider. Donovan Mitchell went off for 71 points in overtime. His pricing did jump today. I actually, I'm doing a massive single sale on the app tonight, Mm -hmm. Card Shop Live. Um, I got a ton of slabs and stuff to sell. He has been in my hold box because I'm a little bit under on most of the stuff I bought. I bought a few months ago. Uh, His stuff is back to where it was preseason when there was the hype that he signed with the Cavs. Like his Prism PSA 10s are doing like 80 bucks. Nine fives are doing like 50 to 60, which is not huge money, but... It was a significant lift in pricing today, based on that. So oh, that is so annoying. While uh, since we started recording, my like Google
3: Chrome shut down, and when it does that, everything I had in my compare folder for, for in card letter just erased, and I had all this Donovan Mitchell pricing in there. Um, it is interesting though to see what his pricing has done over. And I thought for the last year his pricing was at pretty far down, but it's really not. That bad. It's I think. rebounded nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, sixty-four dollars. He basically went up fifty percent from his last sale. Was, he last sold it like forty-one bucks or something like that a few days ago. So now selling at sixty-four for his base prism PSA ten, not too shabby. And I hate
2: to say it, but like at some point, people are going to start paying. We're in the thick of football. I get it. Baseball just ended, but we still have huge baseball releases. At some point, the baseball releases are going to slow down football at least is going to slow down partially because a bunch of teams are going to be eliminated from the playoffs. And then we'll only have a few games a week. So those teams will do really well. Mm-hmm. But I think you're going to start to sh- see over the next, I would say starting in the next three to four weeks and then proceeding from there, the attention really starts to turn to basketball. Like I was noticing Joe, I just looked up some of the big names. I looked at Joker pricing. Yeah. Joker stuff has like quietly been creeping up a little bit. Tatum obviously has been creeping up Giannis. And then even Kevin Durant. Now, Granted, Durant has come off, fallen off an absolute cliff from two years ago, but I think guys are starting to realize, dude's averaging thirty points. He's in the I think they have the second best record in all of basketball. Like that's a dangerous team. That's a top three guy in the league probably. And yeah, his pricing came down because he was too high, and he was never that guy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not saying go and buy him because I got burned so hard, but I do think we're going to start, see start seeing more attention and more spend start pouring into basketball pretty soon.
3: You know so. what uh, is really interesting on Joker? Um, if you look at his t- 2015 prison PSA 10 pricing. I bought one last night, by
2: the way. Right now, it's selling for $500. What did you get it for? $400. Did you really? Mm-hmm. That's not bad. A couple of them yesterday sold like 460 and 475
3: Yeah, I mean, the last one sold uh, yesterday for 500 but they were selling for um
2: 409. Yeah. Well, before, yeah. And after that, there was some high sales. So I was, yeah, I grabbed it. But
3: what's interesting is that at the end of last year, uh, or I'm sorry, I guess at the beginning, January 7th, 2022, his pricing was at 495. He's actually up from a year ago, uh, just slightly. So kind of just kind of, I think he doesn't, we've talked about this. He doesn't get a whole lot of hype and love as far as pricing goes for a lot of his stuff, but it is funny to see that he's been one of the ones who's been able to maintain pricing throughout the last year, considering is how so much has dropped.
2: I can't um, wait to see him and Jason Tatum meet in the finals. My preseason prediction.
3: <laughs> Did you say
2: Celtics? Baby. Oh, okay,
3: yeah. Um, by the way, this is just one thing. Uh, Mike and I, I showed Mike beforehand. I, card Letter keeps putting out little features, and then I just find them after I'm, I'm going through the app. But this uh, pop report, it doesn't have this for every card, but for a good number of them, there. If you see like a little booklet next to the pop uh, population number, if you click that, it's showing pop reports for every card with every company. So uh, PSA, SGC, Beckett, CSG. It's showing those four, mm-hmm. and it's showing all the grades that they have uh, in the the pop for each of those. So just something I, I don't. It doesn't really uh, pertain to what we're talking about right now, other than the fact that. I think that's really cool to, to have an idea of not just what the pop is in PSA 10, but if you factored in the SGCs and the BGSs and all that stuff. So,
2: Speaking just of grading, I'm going to take a, uh, like a one-minute grade. I don't know if you saw this graphic, the grading report for December. Mm-hmm. So PSA graded 1.062, so 1,062,000 cards. It okay. was a 7% raise from November. Mm-hmm. CSG graded 34,000 Sports cards, that's an 18% drop. Beckett, 48,000. That's a 5% drop. Dude, SGC just about doubled those two. Again, no one's close to PSA in terms of volume yet. SGC graded 78,000. They were up 10%. They're up 10%. 10? This one, though, was a little bit more in-depth. They also did it by era. So, for example—
3: Oh, I was going to talk about era-based grading. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's a little thing—
2: but well, go, go ahead. ahead. So what you're going to say, and I'll work these numbers in. Okay, so uh, okay, I'll take it
3: from here. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a there's an interesting uh, report done by uh, Sports Collector Daily. I get a lot of news, uh, sports card news from them, but it's a vintage sports card grading, basically surged in 2022. A lot of what we talked about already during the year is how guys were going to vintage uh, as a, a safe haven for their money from dropping when so much modern and ultra modern stuff was going down, but to see some of the the increases, um, I believe PSA, for instance, so their their main area that they had a huge increase was in uh, pre-war. So pre, or I'm sorry, pre 1970. Um, they had PSA basically saw a 250 percent increase in vintage grading. Again, uh, they predominantly were were grading things in the pre 1970 era. Um, which
2: is vintage, but there's also pre-war vintage. Wait a minute. Predominantly meaning what? Because major- like 46% of their stuff is 2020 and newer.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is ju- we're just talking about an increase in how many people went from grading uh, at the basically end of 2021 to the end of 2022. So it's a 250% increase. On vintage stuff. On vintage. PSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Which is still, a, I mean, it's funny because the numbers are still really, really low. But I, I see what you're no, saying. No, they,
3: they're, and I believe I read something that the total uh, grading makes up like 4% of what they actually graded. So it's still a low number. Okay, but yeah. compared to what guys were sending over in vintage, it's still quite a large increase. So, SGC is
2: massive, by the
3: way. Oh, SGC has a huge, especially uh, when you look at the pre-war that's right, where so they had 50s the 50s and earlier yeah they had yep. the biggest increase uh in, in grading there and what's really interesting is pre-war is the area that card letters has has done the best over the last year i think i believe it. um vintage uh, and basically every everything else was down i think vintage was even down like close to 30 percent, but pre-war vintage was up like 28 uh over the last year so kind of interesting to see how uh that worked out for SGC kind of nice for them.
2: I would say this, the most important stat of this whole page here, uh, the amount of cards. So of the 78,000 cards SGC graded last month, 43%, so call it, I don't know, 30,000 of those Mm -hmm. were 2020 and newer. Wow. That That to me is the thing. Like that's what has to, that's what I'm, I'm that's what I'm banking on. Closing the gap is their ultra modern stuff. Yeah. I'm
3: sure. Um, We'll see. It is uh, interesting as well that the top guys for PSA, SGC, and CSG were all the same. Uh, Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and Roberto Clemente. Those were the guys that everyone was consistently grading. So uh, that was the vintage report I was going to tie in, but uh, that was good uh next we're gonna go right to new releases we didn't touch on new old
2: releases yeah we didn't touch on
3: mosaic because uh, things were hectic at the end of the year we were doing a little
2: look behind and well, look ahead and we didn't do a show oh yeah we did we did we did the, right. the look behind. Mosaic's look nice by the way and the price is not crazy do you have do you have pricing on mosaic I do have pricing. Do you have pricing on previous year's Mosaic? I can have pricing. I was going to be very impressed. I mean, I've, I've been getting into some breaks of Mosaic just because I think it's – the design this year is pretty nice. Um, Brock Purdy has autos in it with everybody else, which is, I mean, at this point, a huge boost. Like I said, I got that – it's the blue chips insert, the gold Kenny Pickett. So, it's got to be a couple hundred bucks, I would think. And, yeah, I, I mean, I just like the – I think Mosaic's awesome. So, I'm a big fan of Mosaic. Price is really good, especially if you – It's like 400 uh four twenty five. Okay. What Last is, year was six hundred, which granted again. Makes maybe, sense. Trevor's on a tear, you got yeah. way more hits. Justin Fields. What's 20, 2020 twenty twenty's gotta be what? Nine hundred thousand? Twelve hundred. Sheesh. Okay. <laughs> so when <but> you <laughs> um, put that in perspective though, this is a third of the price of that. It's not bad. Yeah? What yeah. is twenty nineteen? Yeah, I was just that's a garbage class. I'm trying to find twenty nineteen. Um, oh no, twenty twenty was the first year. That was a trick question. I forgot about that. <laughs> <sighs> that's a fault. lot, bruh um so Uh, 425 that's not bad yeah i mean that's my overall opinion i think it's a good product this year so Um, and you don't have the one huge guy aside from brock purdy like there's a pretty significant drop off to two but there's enough talent here where like the two through ten are actually really good and a lot of skill position players so i'm a fan i like it when did we say
3: who was the other qb that um is getting some love for the 2022 class that's right, but he hasn't really yeah, done anything to... And correct. they're not going to make it, so... Brees
2: Hall was good, kind of got injured and missed the rest of the season for the Jets. We still have good good rookie wide receivers. George Pickens had another good game. What was Dobbs draft? What 2017 year? for the Steelers. That's right, he's been around a
3: few years. Yep. Okay.
2: So, um, and then XR Football comes out uh, tomorrow. Is that right? Uh, Wednesday, yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, tomorrow. So tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I keep forgetting we're wrong day. <laughs> um, XR is traditionally... Cool because it's not crazy expensive and you get a ton of numbered hits.
3: So what is the deal with XR? Because I know we've talked about this in the past. There's a lot of guys who love that product, right?
2: A lot of guys that love it, a lot of guys that hate it. Like the yeah. traditionalists are like, oh, there's too many numbered stuff. It's a new product. We don't care. Um, I like it because, again, you get a bunch of the numbered stuff. I think it's, depending on the price, though, is it like two twenty five a box? Uh-oh. Oh, it's expensive? Yeah. How much? Three? How close would you think it should be to Mosaic? Oh. Well, hang on. Give me last year's price then. Okay. Cuz that is going to be a big determinant. cover really? for Really? Well, well for what's time. the price right now? Cuz you have that. Yeah, it's only $25 less than last $400 a box? Yeah. What? Yeah. Maybe I'm just making this up in my head. So that means well, 2021 was, should be 6 or 7.
3: So last year's actually the same price as Mosaic at 600.
2: Okay, so this is 50% less than last year? Yeah, I mean to me that's not close. Now that I'm hearing that, to me, Mosaic is a I don't there's a there needs to be a bigger gap in those products. Either Mosaic needs to be higher or XR needs to be lower.
3: Well, let's see. So you're getting two autos, same as yeah, Mosaic. No, you,
2: yeah, but I five silver parallels versus what is this? What a sticker one. autos. I just it doesn't sell like Mosaic has sticker autos too. Mosaic yeah. sells quite a bit better though. It's got one, one of one per,
3: uh, per case, which Mosaic doesn't offer that.
2: That is interesting to me. It's that close in price. Maybe, I mean, huh. okay. have we Have you looked
3: at the resale value to compare? It's not I mean, as high as Mosaic. I mean, Mosaic sells pretty well. Well, I mean, Mosaic's a pretty popular product, right, yeah, yeah. in I general? Like, I like it, so. Okay.
2: I guess hearing those two, I would be an A on Mosaic and a C-plus on XR. Okay, cool. Price comes down. We'll go. Flawless baseball, like we talked about, got pushed. It was supposed to be next week. It'll be the week after. Uh, National Treasures baseball will be next week. Uh, and yeah, it was. It's actually nice to see that a Panini Dutch auction sold out day of within a couple hours on the first off the line NT. So, uh, yeah. do you have any? Do you have any changes in your thoughts for 2023 as far as the card market goes? No,
3: no. I don't remember what I said. So I believe whatever I said last week. I don't. Did we even specifically talk about it last week? I don't know if we got into it. I know in our recent meeting uh, that you and I were both on. You had, you had thrown out some numbers. Uh, it was the one with the guy who wanted to pick your, pick the brain of
1: oh, oh, people in the yeah, sports yeah.
3: world. Um, so it was, you, he asked for like out of 10, what do you think the card market would be? I, I think, think four. you said, th- no, you said, I thought you said six. Did you say four? Four
2: or, or maybe or I
3: was thinking six and you said four, but I think that stands pat. Um, I am, I am curious seeing that a few th- pieces of wax have actually gone up in price since end of last year. Um, seeing how, if you look at card ladder pricing, things have leveled off, if not in some cases gone up for some guys. I don't know. It, it does make me question if, we're, if we've reached the bottom and we may be leveling out. So,
0: oh,
2: here um, you, real quick update, just because yeah, yeah. I couldn't. So, the official sellout price of first off the line was five ninety three seventy five.
3: Oh, okay. So that's cool. Nice. Um, you know, one player that we never talked about, because again, we got caught up with everything last week, was Luca. I mean—
2: Yeah, like the greatest triple-double in the history of the world. It, but we never— Insane.
3: Yeah, we never said anything about that. That is, I And then I saw Luca on uh, Dude Perfect, which— I don't know what that is. Do you hear that, people? How do you not know what that—Dude Perfect? I've never— I, Really? You've never heard— Okay, uh, well, it's a very large YouTube channel. Okay. Um, they are guys who got famous for doing trick shots, and Just like, hey, they're dude. really— it's it's just like Yeah, so it's a little wild and it's a little strange and when you take the tour out on the range. So start your horse and come along. That's the theme song for Hey Dude, if you didn't know that. Um, the Dude Perfect show had Luca on there. They were uh, doing all kinds of things. But at one point, they actually had cards made. Um, they're really into sports cards as well. They have a really young audience. I thought it was very interesting. But uh, the Luca market seems to really be hot right now. And I was just... What's your take? Do you, do you buy? Do you sell? Do you leave?
2: I still think he's too high for what he's doing. I mean, I think, really? he's a, I think he's a great player. I just, his market is so insane. Like, you look at his value compared to a guy like Tatum. Yeah. He's, I mean, Tatum has noticeably lower pops on everything. Okay. And Luca is two to four times the value. I, I don't know. I know okay. he's a great player. And you can, and you can tell me, I'm not going to argue, hey, Luca's a little bit better. Fine. I'll take my chance. The Celtics are going to go much further in the playoffs than them, though. I mean, and he's not that much, but like Tatum. So that's what I mean. I just same thing with Joker. Joker's coming off back to back MVPs, the, the third best record in the league. I think first best number one seed in the West right now mm-hmm. sells for nothing compared, despite having a noticeably smaller. pop. So I just it worries me with Luca.
3: Luca is number one in PER in NBA right now. Who's number two? Joker. Who's three? Uh, Where's number Tatum? three is not in the top 10 Tatum isn't nope he's number 11 laughable um so he's number one in PR and he's number one in points per game um, okay
2: how many how many playoff series is the Mavs gonna win this year I don't know I, I, I'm gonna say he doesn't
3: have a, a lot of other members on that
2: team Correct. Now. I'm not blaming him but I, but yeah that's a major thing like if you're gonna sustain crazy high pricing like that I think you probably, and they are the four seed right now in the West. So as of right now, they would host the Sacramento Kings, who they would obliterate. But I mean, you've got the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors both coming up. And the Lakers, I think, are going to creep their way in. Yeah, I mean, he might win a series. I think he probably wins a series out West. I think the Celtics and the Nuggets go to the finals. Okay. I'd rather have my money on those two guys. Okay.
3: Um. All right. So there was a couple things I did want to just touch on. Um. When it came to non-sports cards. So I have questions for you first. Oh, this is a little secret report.
2: Oh, sweet goodness. I'm going to ask brief questions. I need brief answers. Okay. As a novice in the hobby. Okay. Somebody who's just come in. Okay. Overall intelligent. Well, you're a smart guy. That's fine. Uh, I'm not what going to make. What were me. you going to say? <laughs> Very smart. I don't want to go that far. I'm curious to get your opinions on how it is to be an entry level person and how easy you find it in certain areas. So for example- Entry level person in the hobby? In the hobby. Okay. Entry level as in, I like sports and I want to come into the hobby and I want to buy cards. How easy on a scale of one to 10 do you find it to be or how difficult, let's say, 10 is impossibly hard. One is very simple. How difficult do you find it to use and understand grading? To use and understand grading- I'll ask the questions.
3: (laughs) I would say- I would be at a
2: six and a half. Moderately difficult. A little bit, yeah. Breaking to get involved in the breaking world. Oh, gee! Like just buying, right? Not selling or anything. Oh yeah, yeah. You're not. Uh, Nobody (laughs) wants to see those Jimmy Deans (laughs) dance. That's the first (laughs) one of the year. Mark it down. Hit a button. Hit a Um, hit a a sound effect. Thank you. (laughs) Perfect. Um, I would say. Ten is really easy. No, ten is impossibly oh. hard. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Wait a minute. Do you stand by the six and a half as hard? Ten is more difficult. Yeah, yeah, I okay. do. Okay.
3: Thank you. Um, I would say this is two. Nine. Oh, it's easy to get into. Oh, to get into break. All I have to do is download an app and put in my card information. You can do it on Card Shop Live. You can do it on whatnot. Well, you can was, do it.
2: Yeah. Okay. I, I thought. Okay. I'm, I'm. I'm glad to hear you say that because that is one of the more difficult things. I feel like when you say get into it, do you mean buy into it or understand what's happening? Buy into it and have at least a general understanding of like, Hey, I'm buying a team. I'm buying a spot. I'm buying a division. You
3: know, I think that for a novice in the card industry means that I have a little bit of knowledge, Okay, not completely know nothing. So before though, like when you were doing it, I didn't know what a PYT meant. I didn't know what I was going to get for that. Um, I don't, I didn't know what breaking was in general. So I'd say, If, you know, my grandma, oh, I do have a grandma. Okay. I try to think if I I actually. Is there a living grandma? Granny. Granny. You say, because June is not yeah. getting any breaks. <laughs> she's not. She's if not. Somebody's working. using her credit card. Yeah. Issues? Uh, but if Granny were to get into uh, a break, I think it would probably be a much more difficult thing.
2: But as someone who has. It's a Texas lady? Yeah. Dude, I can only imagine. She skunks in a break. She drives to the house and just punches the breaker in the face. <laughs> Granny's nope. a tough gal. That's you what I'm don't saying. mess with Texas.
3: Old I'm just te- saying. Oh, 300 years old from Texas? No, <laughs> don't thank you. do say that? She's 88 years young.
2: No. Okay. Let's <laughs> take the under. Um, next. Why? Buying and selling of singles, specifically selling. You have a bunch of cards because you're in the novice. You've come in, you've got a bunch of cards and breaks here and there. I just want to go out and sell them. How difficult is that for you to do?
3: Mm, I would uh, honestly say a four. I don't think it's that hard because I was doing it back before in 2004, 2005. I was selling singles on eBay. Okay. Um, because all I had to do was go on, look, you know, and this is, some of this is just common sense. So many guys are like, what does this cost? What's this worth? If I never had like the sports cards, nonsense, Facebook group to go ask a question like that, I would just go to eBay and I would see what was the last thing it sold for. Yeah. And that's what I used to do. I would just be like, granted back then I didn't know how to ship anything or anything like that. So that's a whole different animal, but to actually go and sell a single card, I could do that pretty, pretty straightforward. And I think most people
2: could as well. Okay. That's what did, it. I'm just curious. What did you?
3: What would you have guessed my answers would have been?
2: I thought breaking was going to be much more difficult. Man, I think it's- Just because I, I do like the PYTs, it's a live fill, it's a random team. It's just, I, thought, I think when you get into the nuances, it gets a little bit more difficult. I, know, I, was, I was thinking you were going to think it was much more difficult.
3: When I think about how I get in, I've gotten into breaks over the last, maybe six to 12 months ago, I, I maintain- you know, one, two, very, very simple. Honestly, over the last six months, there have been so many little things to, you know, get guys more involved, especially as the market prices have come down. So, you know, breakers want to get guys, give better chances, better odds to win something else. And there've been wheels that are gotten added and like, you know, pick two, you know, C3 pick twos and all this, that stuff has just added to the confusion. I feel- but okay. if you take that out of it, I think breaking overall is a very straightforward thing. Like, hey, I want all the bulls in this break. Okay, well, this is what it costs. Now watch and see if you get any bulls, they'll send them to you.
2: No, that's fair. So, I'm just
3: curious. Okay.
2: You have two other things in here I'm not sure if I, I know anything about.
3: Uh, the only thing that you really know nothing about is the sports <laughs> sports nickname quiz, if we uh, had time, if we Far, were, we if have we have were needing to fill. We but I did want to – well, before I do that, I did want to just comment a little bit on the celebrity card market because, again, this is one of these spaces in the card world. There are little pockets that continue to either hold up or actually perform pretty well. Um, I had uh, Denton, I think, pulled this report of Pop Century, but then also just other non-sports uh, Pop Century. Uh, Leaf Pop Century is is a very popular celebrity-based card set, if you're not familiar with it. Um, and then he pulled some other non-sports cards in pricing over the last three months. So the first one, uh, Donald Trump, PSA 10, a Leaf Pop Century card of his. Auto? Uh, uh, auto. There is an Auto. I wish you could see this auto. Actually, I, you can see this. Hang His on. His auto
2: is crazy. I've seen it, with it all the yeah,
3: spikes Yeah, it just and looks like someone just went up and down a lot. Um, but it sold for $10,000. Okay. Um, not long ago. Actually, excuse me, $11,000. What um, year is the card from? 2012. So this sold on October 31st for $11,000. Nug-
2: what year is he elected?
3: 2016. Oh,
2: 2016 that's right okay i was um, gonna say maybe there's like an election year buzz or something. oh yeah yeah that's the thing it
3: wasn't and then uh so on october 31st and on october 3rd it's sold again for like eleven thousand dollars so uh very popular card right now i'm not gonna even mention there's a the shatner card that got added on here because there's one sale at ten thousand dollars the rest were like eight hundred and nine hundred so i'm not gonna count that but here it's kind of no surprise the next two jay-z no, that's a good guess. Who would you? It's a female.
2: Taylor Swift. No. Nope. What field? <laughs> Act? Oh, Kim K. Kimmy. Kimmy. There Carol. you go.
3: No field. There's no real reason she should be famous, but she is. Um, field of looks. <laughs> I guess so. Sure. So 2011 pop century uh, of hers. One of one. Granted. Five thousand. Yes, exactly. Five um, thousand. I She had another uh, out of five. From 2011, that just sold on October 30th for 3,900. Is there another one? Which woman? actually, that's down. I when we went to the Chicago um, uh, National, that card was 10, they were 000, asking right? eight thousand oh, okay. dollars for it. So that's actually down quite a bit. Uh, but that again was a year and a half ago. Then Pele just sold oh, December 30th. Just died. Yeah, yeah twenty three hundred dollars. And then lastly, um, for the Pop Century. Another Kim Kardashian. Basically, if you have a Kim Kardashian auto, just hold on to it and go, or just go sell it because you're going to get a few thousand dollars. That one sold for two thousand out of five. I'm
2: kinda but surprised. Ones- I'm kinda surprised she hasn't just pumped the market like crazy full of rock. Like she strikes me as a type if she knew that these things were selling, Maybe somebody somebody throw like a big licensing deal and sign a bunch. Maybe she's
3: she- smart enough to realize like don't flood the market well, or why something Why does but- she care if you're getting paid? Oh to yeah sign she's them. not getting any. I I'm just what saying I'm
2: just surprised.
3: Yeah. Fair point. You, you know what? Can you send her stuff through the mail? She's probably going to start doing that now. Let's find some cards and send them, like it did with Bob Coozy. Ooh. We'll send them to Kim. Well couze. Um the other product that's doing Really well uh, for resell right now, and I guess it kind of makes sense because there is a lot of hype in the non sports card world around it. Star Wars. Um, oh yeah, and, and not just one particular set. There's multiple different sets, and not just vintage either. A lot of this stuff is modern that's selling rather well. Uh, so 2022 tops Chrome. This is Ian Mc. Uh, I think it's you pronounce it McDermott. He's the guy who played Principal. Uh, Darth Sidious
2: Emperor Palpatine Emperor Palpatine I wanted to say principal you referring to Palpatine. Senator Palpatine That's before his ascension to the throne uh,
3: definitely not principal though which is what I was thinking but he has an auto uh one of one sold for five thousand dollars on December 15th there's a Rosario Dawson uh, that sold from a 2021 top Star Wars uh stellar product just sold for 5500 in October uh, again, a number of other ones. Luke Skywalker, not just the vintage, but a hey, one from 2015.
2: Just, is he alive? Yeah, Mark. Oh, oh,
3: oh yeah. Uh, Leia just died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, died a few uh, years ago. Carrie, Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Okay, um, but he had a PSA nine out of 25 from the 2015. Uh, Top's Chrome product, Mark Hamill Auto signed uh, or uh, sold for sixty five hundred dollars in November.
2: So many numbers.
3: It, it, what's interesting is just the fact that a lot of these are modern Star Wars that continue to sell f- very well. So I think Star better Wars, than what most people would probably guess. Star
2: Wars and celeb cards very good. Strong markets still holding up surprisingly okay. well. Sports nickname quiz. You care
3: to enlighten? Okay, so we did this like impromptu, uh, a f- maybe a month or so back. Oh and yeah, I remember that. Did it, I already win? Well, I mean, you were just—you were the only one, one playing, so, uh, so yeah. I there's won. An, <laughs> so you won. Thank you. You were the, the un, undefeated victor. We do have another. If you would like to try your talent give out, give
2: me this, and then we're going to mailbag, and we're done. Okay. Oh, I, I am going to make one last shameless plug. I'm starting tonight, Tuesday night. I'm li- I'm going live at 8:45 Central Time. I have a couple hundred cards. And this time I have a ton of like I've got '90s basketball, football, baseball. I've got some ultra modern and some in between stuff. Raw slabs, some crazy high end, some super cheap. I'm actually very excited. We're leaving on vacation tomorrow, so I am going to stay up until as <laughs> late, late as night. humanly possible. Sell all through the evening, ship, pass out. Shameless plug. I just did it. We don't have to do back to back. If shit. you're
3: uh, if you're familiar with Gatlinburg and you have any spots that are kind of under the radar. Send me a message. I want to know. Yeah, I want to know about the card shops and restaurants. Yeah, I don't really care about the card shops. No (laughs) restaurants, okay. Guys, four-second name quiz. All right, Night Train.
2: Lane, Dick Lane.
3: Dude, I thought for sure you were not going to know who that was, especially with being older. Hey, guys, feel free to play along at home. Uh, Just pause as soon as I say it, so you can think about it. Just ask the question. Pistol Pete. That's an easy one, right? Okay. The Rain Man.
2: No idea really hang on hang on he's more modern i would have The guessed. rain man yeah what, basketball yep do you know what team uh the rain man yeah dustin but... hoffman <laughs> great movie uh guy could drive this is boxers from kmart 400 oak street you remember the address I'm Dude, to i'll go see. rain man all day i don't care who it
3: how do you know so much who, about? i'm gonna know this who you say are the it? supersonics seattle supersonics that's a modern team. Yeah, Sean Kemp. Yeah, it's Sean Kemp. Really,
2: I, I, I forgot that was his name. It's not a modern team. They became the Oklahoma City Thunder. There. Okay, I Next was gonna question. say I do that not. was Kemp the Rainman. I don't remember that. Um, I loved him as a kid.
3: Do you want a hockey one or no? Do you think you could do it? I know three. So go the ahead. Dominator. Nope.
2: Oh, Yager. <laughs> the Yager. Wrong. It's not Yamir. <laughs> Dominic Hasek. Oh, okay.
3: So close. The Cobra. The
2: Cobra.
3: It's baseball.
2: I have no idea. It's a Pirates player? Nothing? Willie Stargell. Dave Parker.
3: <laughs>
2: Dave. I mean, average. Okay.
3: You were close. You were close. All right. Um, let's do... Uh, so
2: this
3: about, is a about, runner. Am I two for four? That sounds about right. You did not get Sean Kemp and you did not get uh, all right, Parker. Two out of four. All right. It's a
2: runner? Usain Bolt. Chocolate Thunder. Usain Bolt. <laughs> Daryl
3: Dawkins. Okay. Uh, let's go so two to... Two for five. All right. Basketball.
2: Don't give me the sport. You Just say it. Okay, you've just been needing so much help recently,
3: so. (laughs) Two for five, go ahead. (laughs) The Iceman. George Gervin. Okay,
2: all right. Three out of six. The Say Hey Kid. Come on, Willie. All right. Four out of seven. Just making sure. You have ten of these?
3: Uh, I got as many as you need, baby. Four out of seven. Mr. October. Reggie,
2: five out of eight. The Assassin. The Assassin. Oh, I know. Tell me if you need a hint. Yeah, sport. Basketball. Football. Oh, football. Mm-hmm. The assassin? I don't know this one. It's going to be like a, me. must be a safety. It's a charger. Jack Tatum. Oh, old, yeah, no. Nope, never would have got it. The answer. Iverson? Yep. That's
3: right. Man, you're, I, I can't believe some of these you're getting. Oh, Air, Air Jordan.
2: <laughs> Jordan, Michael B. Jordan. Pippen. Uh, too tall. Ed Jones. The snake. The sn- oh, uh, Kenny Stabler. This is ridiculous.
3: Um, I, well. I can't
2: believe I missed a Rain Man, though. Give me two more, three more, then we're done.
3: Uh, I'm not giving you the refrigerator. Let's see. How dare you? The Minister of Defense. Oh, oh no. You should see the look of shame on his face. Sport. Even football.
2: No. You want a team? Deion Sanders. No. <laughs> it's prime time. Uh, Minister of Defense, Ray Lewis? No. One more guess. Nah, I'm
3: good. Reggie White. Oh, okay. Uh, Bad Moon. No, no clue. Nothing? Nope. Andre Rison, football.
2: Really? He dated Mm -hmm. a member of TLC.
3: No, which one? Was it Left Eye? Maybe, I don't know.
2: But he did. (laughs) Uh,
3: this, I like this nickname. He Hate Me.
2: Oh, I mean, he's, uh, is it Rob something? Uh, you were very close. It is not Rob. Rod. Rod. He was like a, he was an XFL guy. He hate me was a name he wore on the back of his jersey in the XFL. He never became anything. I don't uh, know. What's his last name?
3: Uh, let's see. Rod Smart.
2: Yeah. Oh, the Rod Smart. He <laughs> hate me. Good for him. I do hate him. Thank you. <laughs> hey, if you ever want to do it again. Oh no, I got it, it right. Again, I like him. If
3: you ever want to do it again. How did you get that by the way, if he's an XFL player?
2: I just remember the, he hate me thing, the dumb thing on the back of his thing. Dude, your go. memory is so
3: weird how you can remember things like that. Um, all right. What do you want to go to mailbag?
2: Yeah, we're done. This is a long,
3: how long have we been going? Well, it's really going to depend on what the people are hearing. (laughs) Uh, Mailbag from the Facebook. I haven't done that in a while. It felt good. Mike Horrigan. What does Donovan Mitchell's 71 point game do for his card values? If anything at all, it seems as though he
2: doesn't get much
3: hobby love. Very true.
2: Yeah. A little bit of bump early. I mean, that's why his stuff's up today. And maybe if he goes on like a one-week tear of just scoring at will, maybe it bumps a little higher, I think he's probably going to see his most sustained bump in the playoffs.
3: Christopher Shoemaker wants to know, is there going to be another trivia night in the near future? You do this next week?
2: Next Tuesday? Yeah,
3: next Tuesday is the plan. I'll have the exact time out shortly. In fact, I am messaging with our tech team to have a channel built out so you guys don't have to pay shipping and then have it refunded later. So there you go. Mm, Brian Shome. Mike and Jesse, when would you buy into Trevor Lawrence
2: with his upcoming playoff push? Is it already too late? I think it is. I think the buildup is better than anything because here's the problem. First of all, they're not a lock to make the playoffs. They could still go to be Tennessee, same record. Do you think there could still be a little push once that's official, though? So here's where it gets interesting. I got to pull up the, the number. So if they go in as the four seed, they would play the five. They're playing the Chargers. Chargers are good, though. I mean, the Chargers are ten six. six. That's what I'm saying. So I. <sighs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't be buying him right now, no. Man. Unless you're buying him for my auction and I got he's going for sale. <laughs> Except yeah, I, I don't know. What if he I,
3: wins like one playoff game? I know,
2: but what if he if he has to get in first to do that and then beat a team that's better than him? That's a tough yeah, I, I just okay. and if he doesn't, then you're stuck with him the whole offseason underwater. So I I think you missed the boat.
3: Frankie Alt I may have missed a similar segment on one of the holiday shows, but I was wondering what Mike would consider the top hobby box bang for buck in 2022. Well, this is brutal. I don't know. I mean, it has to be some kind of unlicensed
2: baseball. I feel like that's yeah, what you were you all bang about Bang for the buck. I, I think that's <laughs> some of the best for sure. Yeah. I mean, I liked three and two, although that was a little bit tough. I mean, Bowman Chrome came out and was really, really good. Um, Tops triple said super expensive, but it's a really good product trying to think of others that have come out of other products, man. So Yeah, we, I know we talked about some other ones on there too. Top's Cosmic I really liked, but he's oh, talking yeah. like bang for your buck values. That's hard to say. But uh, I don't know. What is, a I keep
3: forgetting the Top's product that I got um, that has like the refractor look to it where you like turn it and it actually looks like the guy's moving. What is that called?
2: I don't know. Dang it.
3: But that one I remember that one actually did really well. It was only 50 bucks and you could immediately turn around and sell it oh, for 150. Logo fractors? Logo fractors. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: cuz they had the J-rods and all that. Yeah, that's for sure. That was excellent. Um, all right. Simon
3: Chan wants to know what's the difference between a black box, one of one and a white box, one of one from Panini. Can you explain?
2: So they're different values. Like they're rede- These are boxes used as redemption fulfillments, I believe on the Panini website. So they'll take a card, they'll buy it back and they'll have them like autograph it and hand number at one of one. So it's not pack pulled like that. It's, it's made specifically for this product, but I don't know the difference in the two aside from, I think there's a big value difference. Like, one of the boxes, I think, is significantly more than the other. But I don't know which. Is that just, like, a choice that the person... Yeah, like, in the National, you see a lot of these being given out. Like, hey, I have all these unfulfilled redemptions. I never got my card. Yeah, yeah. You can turn them in for, you know, this many redemptions will get you this box. This many will get you the next. But I I don't know the specifics on those. Sorry.
3: Um... Cole Benz uh, apparently is I like this. not happy with Mike's comments about the opening song music. He wants to know if our producers, he, he said Carlos, but I'm sure he would or assume Eddie. Produces, or says. all in, SCN producers, uh, he says. Or all SCN, would just go ahead and add the music in post-production so we don't have to hear Mike talk oh, about God, it.
2: Oh, <laughs> God, I would love that. Oh, would but love here's it. the thing. It
3: almost adds to like getting your energy built up, knowing the hatred behind the music David that you have to Turner, hear
2: <laughs> sports card etiquette. Don't use paper to describe a tops or Bowman card. That's stupid. Uh, don't add S to the national. I can't stand that you, either. But you do that. I'm going to the nationals. <laughs> Shut up. I don't like that guy. <laughs> David's probably a lovely person. David's so good. I can't good. stand
3: him. Uh, and he says, don't bring a rolling suitcase to any card show.
2: I'm okay with that. Actually.
3: Not a, what if the suitcase
2: is a card
3: suitcase, not
2: carry your cards. If you can't what? carry a card, you don't deserve to have it.
3: I disagree. I don't want to carry things. My muscles hurt. Nat Thorpe wants to know, where do you see the hobby going as a whole since sale prices have come down and flippers seem to be less prevalent? What is your prediction?
2: Kind of what we've seen in the last six months. Yeah, Some of the flippers and quick make-a-quick-buck guys fell away. Still have a very strong you know, hobby left over. So, I'd be
3: super happy to see no change at all from yeah. this point
2: forward. As far as
3: like... Definitely not a dip, but like even if it didn't at the end of the year, the pricing basically everything was about what it is right now. I think I'd I'd be happy to see that. Uh, Miles, oh we we already asked asked Miles. Cody, Cody James wants to know: IPC junk wax era to modern Gary Sheffield slabs, and I'm wondering when is the best time to buy lower end cards of almost Hall of Famers?
2: I mean, you could do it right now. I don't think there's much of a market. I don't know there's much fluctuation, so I think you're good. Uh, Jeremy Byers wants to
3: know, from a dealer perspective, I like to have $1 to $5 bargain Smart bins. man. However, I am having a hard time finding inventory without buying from other dealers' bargain bins. Seems like most people overpriced the range of cards. Where would you guys look? I have a theory. I, I have an idea. What but, is it? Uh, you, you'd you have to have a little extra money, but go out and buy in bulk. Buy like someone else's lot out from them and then... Get a good price oh, on where,
2: it. Like where? Because he could probably oh, do that with dealers. At a card, like, I mean, at a card show. Okay, so do what he's doing, but on a bigger scale. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just you. like, you know, spend also, a little bit more. Get I the also cards would cheaper. say, yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. I also would say, Jeremy, like Facebook is good for this. Facebook Marketplace for one. And then just Facebook in general. Make up a post in some of these groups. Like, hey, I'm buying. Because a lot of guys are much more apt to take 70% for $6 cards than they are to take $70 for a $100 card. So I do think there's there's places to buy it.
3: I think you go to a card show on a Sunday. You look through a bin that you like, and you make an offer to the guy. I it would I'd be surprised if you don't find at least one box out there that you could get for a relatively cheap price. Will Robertson, what happened to the YouTube show and to Capital Nonsense?
2: Nobody watched it, so I stopped <laughs> doing
3: it. Uh, we couldn't make any I, waves in YouTube. Saying I, I am making an emphatic gesture if you and i are doing it don't say when i When I say i you just that's the thing i don't and that's why i don't think you're doing it out of any kind of egotism so why do you get but worked you, up every time because you keep doing it so how do i get you to change it unless i make a noticeable plea and this is the noticeable plea
2: oh that's not gonna help
3: <laughs> i mean i do, uh, i am not going to do I it if you I would know. like to do what you can yeah i don't know we, no, we, we just never we didn't found, found that yeah we never found the uh, algorithm youtube's
2: tough man we're good at podcasting we are not good on camera God, you're doing it so good we, right now. You, you. I love
3: it. When it's negative, Positive but, reinforcement. I was going to say, Positive when, it's negative, reinforcement. when it's negative,
2: it's we. <laughs> we are terrible at, we are. That's we, fair. We were very bad on camera. And I'll be honest with you, behind the scenes, we had to stop multiple YouTube shows, remember? Like, because I acted different on camera so oh, do you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. would get in fights
3: where we would literally have to pause
2: filming. <laughs> that was filming. the time
3: we got in the worst fights was filming something. The first
2: show. Dude, yeah, you yeah. stopped it. And you, were, <laughs> you were right for some of it. You overreacted. You're a bit of a diva. Okay. But no, we did. We got in crazy arguments. I was trying to do a good job, and we would fight. <laughs> well, because you don't have
3: pressure doing the podcast, where I have a little bit of pressure just because I don't feel as naturally comfortable as you do, where sure. I feel a little more naturally comfortable on camera, but I don't think you do. I think it's kind of a role reversal, and it did... Tend to get us into yeah, a few bad. fights. And when there's no, uh, you know, benefit, when there's more guys listening to the pod, there's, the same guys listening to the pod were watching the YouTube, so we could just do the same stuff on yeah. the, the pod. Like,
2: if you were telling me, that like, everything you put out is going to get 10K views in a week, you know what, I'd bite the bullet and just do it. Who yeah, cares? Yeah, exactly. We're just getting, like, 1,000 views, and like you said, it's the same people. I'm good. Yeah. So. And I do, I hate being on camera in that setting. If I'm just going on, like I've been doing my Instagram lives once a week, I have mm-hmm. fun doing that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's unscripted. I'm solo and I'm just looking to a camera. When you throw another yes. person in the mix and you're very camera aware, and yeah. that would drive, I don't know why, it's unreasonable. <laughs> it would drive me nuts. Yeah. It, and then I did it, crap again, that drove it you goes nuts. back so. to the reasons. So. Ending with Joel Brand. I love this question. Go for it. For the year 2023, um, you first. What advice would you give to people who entered the hobby during 20, 2020 and 2021? Do you oh, have any advice? Because this is you. Yeah, I mean,
3: kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, um, if, to those people, if you're still in it, uh, you're probably in it because you're having fun, not necessarily for the, the straight investment. But it, there's still guys, I'm sure there are going to be flippers that will continue to be out there. So just lower expectations and continue to grind it out, I think is the best advice I could give. Because- Everybody will find a niche if you stay in it long enough. So if you're, if that's your goal to, to do this for the money, which is why I came into it, then continue doing it and just be more patient with, uh, what your expectations are.
2: Yeah. And I would say, so if you came into the hobby at that point, you're probably, if you still have cards, you're upside down on them. I would say one of two things, honestly, and and it's easy to say, but it's it's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. Cut your losses and take your cash now and buy into a market where you see this upside. Maybe, hey, NBA, you know, is a little bit cool right now. It's going to heat up in the next month or two. So either do that, cut it and go crazy, or don't hold your stuff and just be content to hold it and kind of forget about it and just wait until it comes back around. The other thing though I would say is look for other things they get involved with that you actually enjoy. Cause I don't just subscribe to the buy what you love thing. Cause if it's a terrible price, don't buy what you love. Cause it's, you know, overpriced. So maybe mess around with getting into breaks. Maybe get around with, instead of chasing high end stuff, mess with the dollar box stuff and get back into the 10, $20 cards that you're going to grade and flip your way out of, you know, find, try to find that is one thing I have consistently done since I started this years ago for me, uh, decades ago. I have almost always had a PC project, whether it be a set, a play, mm-hmm. or something. I do think it's good. And then the other thing I tell people, and, and my brother will sub, will say the same thing. We both subscribe to this. There's times when I just don't do anything with cards for a week. I'll come in here and talk about it, and, and I'll go yeah. live, but I won't do anything on my own time with cards because sometimes you need to just get away from the world.
3: I haven't, got, I haven't bought into a break in probably four weeks or something, and before that, like you can see right next to me, this is probably stuff over the last two months or so where I just bought into... Multiple breaks and I just haven't even really gone through it all. But at the there it does get to a point. We've talked to other like hobby shop owners and stuff where it's just like, yeah, I at the end of the day I don't want to talk about cards anymore because
2: I did all day. So um yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Like my big change has been like getting having more fun with like the low end random stuff.
3: I was gonna ask you, I noticed you said on Facebook like you were you got rid of one of the PC projects you were working on and then I know you were looking to get out of the Marvel. Is there No, you're not, I'll, you're still doing Marvel? I'll take this. Okay. I'm uh, just curious. No, What are good, you? Yeah, PC. good point.
2: So I was my, still my number one chase for PC is the 2001 uh, Sign of the Times autographed football set. I think I'm missing 10 to 12. I bought the Jack Youngblood the other day. Mm-hmm. It cost me $9. It was in such crap condition off eBay. I just, I literally threw it in the garbage. I was oh. so irritated. Um. So I'm still working on that set. I'm missing a couple of big names, but I just, they're just hard to find. Yeah. Um, I'm still doing the Marvel 1990 Marvel SGC 10 base. Oh, okay. Also very tough to find, which is a shame because the market's super cheap right now. If I could find it, I would. I think I would say over the next month or two, I just buy another box and grade a bunch like I was doing. That'll probably be the road I go there. But the set I sold. Ooh, I
3: still have those three boxes in the other room. Not
2: 1990, are they? Yeah. Oh, sell me one. I'll buy one. Okay. Um, $3,000. Not-
3: $3, That's
2: a fair price. I That's... will not buy it for that. <laughs> um, the other set that I did totally get out of, though, I only got into this at the Nationals because I was like, you know what? There's so much vintage here. I want to mess with a vintage set. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to buy the 1961 Flair Basketball. Um, so I bought some singles. I bought the Bill Russell Raw. That's the card Max actually bought for me. We were on the plane. The yes. Sunday morning, he died. He yes. bought that card when we were on the plane right before the news broke. Mm-hmm. I sent it to SGC. It came back altered. It didn't meet. So it's actually going to be, that's in the lot I sent to PC. It's getting consigned oh, this week. okay. Um, so I'm just selling off that because I was going to sell it either way because it was altered. I just don't, I don't want the altered card. So there's that. I have the Oscar Robertson rookie. Okay. And I have the Elgin Baylor rookie, I believe. Those I are, thought you had a lot more. And then I have 15. They were just kind of cheaper raw cards that I bought oh, in a set. Okay. I spent 450 for those. I got them all graded with SGC. And then I actually ended up just selling that whole lot. Mm -hmm. I basically broke even after grading costs. I made 50 bucks. I sold them three or four days ago as a whole 15 card set. So I've still got, man, it's either, it's either that or it might be the Wilt Chamberlain in action card. So I still have two cards left that I'm just going to sell off. I don't want them.
3: I will say though, that collection is what I actually really was happy that you were doing it. Because I think when I've seen a few sets completely done, the fact fact that it's multicolored
2: and like, yeah. Hall of Fame, almost entirely. uh, So many of the guys have doubles. It's a crazy good set. It's a really cool set, yeah. I would... The other frustrating thing though was with vintage, you're buying either you're buying it graded and it's a pain or you're buying it. if I if I went back and did that again, I would just go out and buy a complete SGC low grade set, already graded and be done with it. Oh, I still yeah. like to have the set and just throw it in the closet. Yeah. I just got tired of trying to track it down myself. So
3: Yeah. That's a that is actually one that I would love just for the the art alone. It sure. looks cool.
2: I agree. Well, there you go. So we're off until next Monday, which I'm thrilled about. Again, I'll be live tonight, Card Shop Live, 845 Central Time. I'm Maybe going- we'll do like a late night uh, hot tub, you know, Ooh, show. Ooh, Instagram break. Yeah, just Instagram Because we've break. got some cards. Uh, Panini, Panini is the actually, most waterproof
3: card? We've never asked that question. Optic
2: Contenders. we got a box that Panini, <laughs> Panini hooked us up with it. We're doing that live oh, up in the app. And I'll have the flute. The mm. other thing we have to do, if you're not following us on Instagram, this is a great week because I have these ideas. So we just gave <laughs> away the capstone box. We'll We'll do something with that Optic Contenders. We yes. need to give away those flawless singles. Flawless singles. And we ripped that oh, briefcase yeah. with Vern. We, never we gave get it some nice ones. Okay. I gave away the damn marino last night in the app. I had to make it right with somebody. I gave that away. Oh, we were giving it away anyway. So okay. yeah, sorry. <laughs> if we were selling it, it would give me a cut. It was a giveaway. It happens. Uh, cool. But we have the Garrett Wilson. Uh-huh. We have we actually have some we have that Justin Jefferson tag card. Oh. We should list one or two guard. of those tonight on Instagram and give those away. Okay. But anyway, just want to say it out loud so I don't forget. Now I'll be held accountable for it. Hot tub selling action from Gatlinburg. I'm excited. Gym boy Jesse over there is pumped. <laughs> All right, that's it. Sports cards and nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify.
3: Oh, there was one other thing. I thought everybody was going to love this news. Say it. <laughs> <'cause> I love <laughs> so it. So sorry. Uh, everybody, anybody who's worried about the whole IRS thing with the $600 threshold, that guy waived or they're postponing it, so uh, it's back to twenty thousand.
2: Yeah. It's, this is, this is the most, that's terrible. What you just said, it's not true. It doesn't mean, wait, wait, wait. let me just, let mean? me just clarify. I'll be very clear. Please, You may not get a 1099 K, which is simply a an accounting of your income. You still owe the taxes. However, yes, if yes, you yes, sell, yes. Say, say you sell $2,000 worth of cards. If you were ever to get audited, yeah, that's why I always tell people this, like have a dedicated account for this stuff, have a PayPal account where sure. all you do is buy from there and you take your payments, make sure your cash app, Venmo, whatever is set up the same. Because just because you don't get a 1099 from somebody, you still owe, I mean, legally, you still owe the tax on that.
3: That's fair. So I just,
2: yeah, it's, people but, got so excited about that. And I was like, yeah, guys, it doesn't mean, like if you sold 18 grand worth of stuff, you don't get a 1099. I got news for you. Someone's <laughs> going to notice that. Like, pay hey, your taxes. I that completely
3: agree. Do. We've said we've maintained that, but yep. it's been such a point I know. that I felt like it needed to be said.
2: I do think there should be a threshold, though, where it's just you do not owe anything. I agree. Like, I think it should be like like 2,500 or less. Yes. You know yeah. what? Have a good time. I, I sold some
3: clothes over the year, or whatever the case may be.
2: Who are you selling clothes to? To large
3: circus performers. Okay,
2: I wouldn't mean because of size. Why I just would you say that, <laughs> Michael? <laughs> I should not even mean that. I just meant who's buying so your, your Sports clothes? cards
3: nonsense brought to you by The Ringer, powered by Spotify.
2: <laughs> there you go. We'll <laughs> see you Monday. Goodbye.